Welcome back to another episode of the Kindhearted Badass Show. I am your host, Janine Kenna, and I am so excited to go on this kind-hearted, badass journey with you. Let's get to it. All right, badass, welcome to another episode of the Kindhearted Badass Show. I am so excited for our special guest today, my good friend, Anna Walker. She is the owner of a company called Stab Things Into Existence, which I think is one of the coolest company names I've ever heard. Anna is a felting facilitator who helps you uncover and unearth your inner creative using needle felting and wet felting, which I had no idea what it was. So you're going to learn about it, too. Don't feel out of the loop if you don't know. Anna has been a creative for a long time, but she really finally found herself after winning an online giveaway for hand-painted wool roving. So Anna Walker, welcome to the Kindhearted Badass Show. Hello, how are you? The first question is going to be, what in the world is a roving, right? Yes, you knew it. That's exactly the first question. Roving. This is a roving. A roving is one of the ways that fiber is prepared. This is not the roving that I won 14 years ago in that online (laughs) giveaway, but it is an example of what rovings look like. And I pulled from the wrong end. One end is always the easy end to get open like that. And one end is always the knotted end. But this is a hand-painted roving. And this is on the show notes page for anybody who can't <laughs> listening. But this is, this is a pretty traditional way that felters and spinners alike will find their wool. Now, when I won that hand-painted roving, it smelled like sheep in a good way. Um, it was soft. It was beautiful. I almost called it George and kept it as a pet. But (laughs) then I found a $4 Teach Yourself How to Needle Felt kit. And two months later, my late husband, Randy, said every horizontal surface in our home was covered in felt. And I was hooked. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Before we get deeper into your business and Phil, tell us a little bit about you, who is Adam Walker? I am a sassy 60-something, believe it or not. My gosh, how did I get to my 60s? I, I was a military brat. I moved around a lot. And until I came to Kansas for college at the age of 17, the longest place I'd ever lived anywhere was four years in Germany. Wow. Every other place I lived was a year here, a year and a half, two years here, a year here. So when I came to Kansas, I went to college in a small Um, private college for two years, got my associate's degree in liberal arts. And then I stayed in Kansas with the exception of a couple of little blips, one about two years in Colorado with my first husband and one for a nanosecond in Seattle three years ago. Uh, I'm a Kansan now, I guess. Kansan. Okay. I, I, was lucky enough to get to visit Kansas City uh, a couple of months ago, back in early December, and get to meet you in person, which was so awesome. But I think my favorite way of getting to know you, well, besides the fact that, let me tell everybody listening, that Anna is one of our KHB crew members. She is a lifer with us, and we love her so much. Uh, she was generous enough to teach the crew members a really awesome needle felting course over the internet a couple of weeks ago. And we are going to talk about that later because make sure you listen to the end. Anna has a special um, offer for everybody. Well, 
some people listening. <laughs> uh, but we'll get back to that later. And I got to say, my favorite part of the class, like, yes, obviously learning the technique of needle felting was really fun and way more easy and, and exciting than I expected it to be. And my five-year-old daughter, Shay, absolutely loved it. But your teaching style, your energy is so contagious. And you bring that to the crew and to our mastermind program as well. But watching you step in as the teacher role, I hadn't had that experience with you before. And it was really great because I'm just going to say it again. You were amazing and your energy was just so wonderful and contagious. You know, teaching was not something that was ever on my radar. And I don't know why that was, because I'm, I'm the oldest of four siblings. As the oldest of siblings, you're naturally put into that substitute teacher kind of role when mom or dad aren't around. And I helped with my teachers from preschool all the way up through high school. My youngest two sons are, are greatly disturbed still, I think, that I happened to be working at the same high school they were going to when they were going to high school. So it was easy for their teachers to connect with me if there was a problem. Oh yeah, Mrs. Walker is right down the hall. But it's, it just felt like the right thing to do. I fell into teaching, felt in, in a very strange way. My husband was a big gamer. Randy loved D&D. And he wanted to go to this convention in Indianapolis that's been held every year for 30 years called Gen Con. And it's a, a convention for gamers. And I was going to go with Randy. It was going to be our vacation this year. And he was bragging about how awesome I was as a felter and how he loved my felt paintings and blah, 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 blah. The usual husband bragging on the wife kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was acted by the organizer of the non-gaming events or the spa activities, the spousal activities, because so many of us joined our gamer spouses at this convention. Right. And she said, said, hey, Anna, I saw that your husband was posting a lot about how you're a filter. Would you like to teach classes while you're at Gen Con? I'm going, okay, never done it before. I, I belong to a little fiber group and I'd showed all of them, but that was my friends. It wasn't strangers that I had done. And from that day forward, and from that first convention where I actually made money that helped offset the expenses mm -hmm. of our vacation, I became a regular for the next few years that Randy and I went to Gen Con and I taught while he did his gaming stuff. And we had a great vacation that was offset by what I earned while I was there. And from there, it just spread. That is awesome. I love that. And so now... Share with us, how has stabbing things into existence, or excuse me, stab things into existence evolved since then? Because I know from working with you in our mastermind group that you've pivoted a few times over the years. Um, yeah, I've pivoted quite a few times, actually. Um, the first pivot happened in 2016 when my husband died, and that sort of got me frozen like a deer in headlights for a couple of years. Not that I didn't keep getting supplies to felt, but I lost my mojo for a while. And I was coming out of that funk about two years later, did the nanosecond in Seattle, and I was resourcing, okay, how can I work smarter? How can I work instead of working harder? I don't have my schlep guy to bring things to class for me to unload the car. I got to do things smarter and not harder. And I started looking at and started researching how to teach online. And then COVID hit. And COVID knocked 
all of us for a loop when it can. Yeah. Before COVID hit, I was in uh, Scotland for a bucket list trip to take a two-day workshop with one of my felting heroes, Moy McKay, in her home studio with about 10 other ladies. And that was such an amazing infusion of inspiration. And I really felt like my mojo was back. I, I was in the moment. I absorbed everything while I was there. I wish I'd gotten stuck there for a while with COVID hit a few weeks later, but that's okay. It worked out the way it was supposed to work out. But when COVID hit, I knew that I was comfortable enough teaching kids things. And when our local school districts said, you know what, we're doing remote learning from this time forward, I'm going, you know what, I was Miss Anna at Sunday school and vacation Bible school and helping in the classrooms and all of that while my kids were little. I can teach a little kid's crap for a few minutes every day, Monday through Friday, and give parents a break to go to the bathroom or to fix lunch or to just have a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I had known about you then. <laughs> I mean, I'm very glad I know you now. Obviously, nobody is grateful that the pandemic happened. And there are a lot of people like you, like me and Heather, who were able to build something that we might not have been able to build, at least not the way we did, because of the way the world changed. So, I mean, I give you a lot of credit. That is a badass thing. And I think that comes from my grief journey. I had blessings from the first hour I was a widow. A friend of mine put me in touch with a friend of hers who had been a widow of a sudden loss like I was. Mm -hmm. And I was getting texts and support from this woman exactly what I was going through and how I was feeling. Here's the thing. Crappy things happen. They happen to all of us. They're always going to happen to all of us. But there are blessings. We just have to look for the blessings. We have to look for where we fit and where, where the breath is again in those moments because they're there. We just have to look for them. And that's the pandemic. While it's been horrific thinking about nearly a million people in this country alone who have died. And, and we can get stuck on the anger that that shouldn't have happened. It absolutely shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. It's right. what happened. We have to go from this point forward. What can we do to, to change that? And for me, my piece is that I've learned how to navigate this thing called the internet and being live on camera and being comfortable on camera, just talking to people like they're right here in my studio. Yeah, and you are great at it, I have to say, because I've gotten to experience it firsthand, and I can't wait. I know you've got a couple of new courses that you've put up on your website that I'm really excited to do uh, some of those, especially with my kids and get them involved. And I want to ask you about this, though. How do you, what would you say to somebody who really just doesn't feel like they have a creative bone in their body. Because while I know I, when I've felt that way, people are like, oh, but you write and you do the podcast. So there are creative things that I do, but not in that tangible maker way that I've always felt like, oh, man, I would love to be able to make these things. And you have been able to help me see some things that I can do, which is great. So how do you how do you help people realize and uncover their inner creative? <clears throat> Just play. As adults, 
that has been so squashed out of us. Yes. We have responsibilities. We have obligations. We have this. We have that. We have our kids' schedule. Moms in particular, I think, get a ton of that emotional labor heaped upon them. But you have to take time to just play. I don't care if you play with fiber. I don't care if you play with crayons and a color book. My mother, who is coming down the stairs right now, was amazing at this when we were kids. Oh, it's not my mom. It's my son. He's going, not mom. (laughs) My, My mom would sit down with us when we were kids and we would get the colors out. And thankfully, we had the big 64 box at home on occasion. And she would take those silvers and those golds and she would give highlights to the princess's dresses. And she would shade. She's a little bit of an artist herself. Even something as simple as just coloring in a color book is enough to help sort of unlock all of those lessons that we've internalized for a long time. I I didn't think of myself as being able to paint for the longest time. And it stems back to an experience in 10th grade with my art teacher who's trying to teach us different techniques for drawing. And the technique he was working on was drawing in a single line, making a drawing without lifting your pencil from the paper. I failed. I kept lifting the pencil up. I, it just wasn't natural to me. He says, no, that's not right. And I internalized that for a long time. I bet. And, I do not. Yeah. And we get so many of those microaggressive messages throughout our life that it's hard to unpack those. It's hard to let those go. Just play. Just play. I've read quite a bit from Brene Brown and Brendan Burchard about that and how, like, grownups, we don't laugh, we don't play, we're afraid to be silly for some reason. And it's so sad because when we do just let ourselves have fun and be free and play, yeah, it helps every aspect of your life. We should do a whole episode on that. Would you come back and, uh, sure. and we'll do a whole episode? I have a book I want to read and then we'll, we'll have more and we'll have a whole talk about play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us some of the ways that stay out of things in existence can help us bring out our inner creator. What are some of the current projects you have available for your uh, clients and all? Well, I have a YouTube channel, Stab Things Into Existence. There are a number of my videos that I do. I still do videos Monday through Friday, but they've transitioned after that first bit of time when I was doing kids' videos into doing felting videos. And now it's a weekend update on Mondays, which could be anything. Tuesdays and Thursdays are tell me days, tell me Tuesday, tell me Thursday. And I have a whole list of kind of an ask me anything of about 700 questions that I'm just pulling from to introduce people to different things about felting. When I get back from taking mom home next week, those are going to be centered around a new wet felting project and my wet felting rolling machine. So it'll be a a look at a different kind of felting machine. We took a look at my needle felting machine last week and one that I'm not crazy about, but I use. And um, then Fridays are fan Fridays. It could be a fan of something felting. It could be Something that I'm a fan of might be something like Gale Nation's Foamy Stamps. It might be Moy McKay's books for felting. It it could be a fabric. Last week was a fabric that's going to be for my project next week. And then Wednesdays are a WTF What to Felt Wednesday. (laughs) 
I like that. Yeah, you know, you use what you can. And last week's um, was to start this little. Oh, how cute is that? Sparkly top base. And this is just a base that I had. And just a little set of lights inside. And we're going to have a felted top for it that I'll work on tomorrow. So it'll be a little nightlight that can be done. So you're going to get all kinds of things there. So you are putting so much amazing, valuable, free content out there. How can people work with you who want to work with you on a deeper level? Well, you can take a class online with me. I am in the process of building up the $47 club. Basically, it's about that. Yeah, you're getting a complete kit to complete a project. Plus, you're getting the video tutorial that you can take at any time on your own schedule. One thing that I have found over the course of the past year has been that making time and schedules is something we all still struggle with. And I think COVID's just make that a little bit, made it a little tougher um, to schedule things because we've got to fit so much in. And especially since we never know, okay, are the kids going to be back on remote learning? Are they going to be? Yeah, it's just crazy. So I wanted to have something that would be available for people to take at any time and have the complete kit with it. I've had standalone classes and there is a free one, a wet filter soap class. There, there have been classes that you can take, provide your own supplies. But I also know, and I found out through working with the group, with, with everyone in the cake pre-crew, like, yeah, kid, make it easy. I don't want to have to go look for things. Yes, 100%. And I'm so glad. I mean, if there was... If there was one lesson that you learned, I think that was one of the most yeah. important ones because yeah. we had a couple of other women teach us things over the, the last several months in KHB crew. And anytime something didn't come with a kit, I would be hosting the Zoom call for everybody and just be, oh, yeah, aha, uh-huh, that's interesting because I'd forget yeah. all about it until an hour before. And then it'd be like, oh, crap, I never went and got all the supplies I needed. <laughs> well, and when it comes to something like what I do, felting, which is not a typical. It's not, okay, I can go to the paint supply area of my local craft store and I can get the paper and I can get paints and I can get brushes. It's a little bit different. Felting supplies are a little more niche than your average creative supplies. So you guys taught me a good lesson and there will be, right now there are two of the $47 club classes out and the third video for felted succulents is so Katie film when I get back from Iowa this next week. So the first three classes will be there. There is a special price. If you wanted to buy all three kits with all three classes, you get a nice little deal. And you can also do an add-on to getting an extra large felting foam with 10 extra felting needles. They are special. It's not your average needle. They're kind of like SKHB crew. They're a little sharp. They got barbs on them, but pull <laughs> people together. <laughs> sure, it is a perfect, perfect analogy. I love that. I think I'm going to have to use that. All right. So that is the perfect segue. So I'm going to ask you to help me do a little shameless self-promotion here because you are one of our KHB crew lifers. Tell us, what have been like some of the most valuable parts of being part of the kind-hearted badass universe for you? You keep me on my toes. You don't let me rest on my 
laurels. You don't let me get comfortable. Comfortable is comfortable is dangerous. Yeah. Because comfortable means that we're not pushing ourselves. We're not reaching for what we're hoping for in our lives. Being part of the mastermind in particular these past couple of months has been very good for my business because it's helped me narrow things down and focus some things out. And as a result, I have the next six months planned out for those $47 club kits and classes. And I know that I'm going to be able to deliver this first six before my goal of June 1st. So it's, it's the encouragement. It, it's the, why do you feel that way? Drill down into that. What is attached to this that's making that negative feel so heavy that you can't break loose from it? And that, I think, is what's been the best part of being in Kate, as far as I'm concerned. Kind-hearted badasses rock. <laughs> yeah, we do, right? <laughs> I can say that with full confidence. <laughs> so, all right, one last question about that, and then we'll swing back around to stab things in, in, into existence. Anna, what does it mean to you to be a kind-hearted badass? It means that I'm not just fighting for myself. I'm fighting for the people I care about. I am fighting for those who don't have any fight left in them, whether that is marginalized folks that don't have a voice or whose voice is trying to be squashed, whether that is fellow widows that lose their support system in so many different ways. Whether that is, and, and I've always been the Pied Piper of people, kind-hearted badass is how I've always, I've always erred on the side of love and kind-hearted badass does that. Yes. Yes. I love, oh, you gave me goosebumps. I'm all, <laughs> you're not clipped over here, Anna. Thank you. Yeah. That's pretty much the premise of everything we do. That's, it all comes back to, you got to love yourself, love yourself, and you are going to heal all of the other issues. Love, just, just push out love to the world and, and yep. it's going to start coming back to you. You mentioned to me earlier that you have a special offer for our listeners. I do. And I, I looked on my website and the, the um, link has been taken down. So we're going to do this a little bit different. So the next 10 people that contact me at Anna at stabthingsintoexistence.com are going to get at the full kit to create their own kind-hearted badass hoop art. Awesome. And the video that I'll be recording next week so that they can create this and they'll get it for $25 instead of $40, which would be the price for the kit plus the class. Very cool. And I got to say, because that's the class that I did with you, that we did live for, for the crew members. Anybody who's listening that's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not creative. I promise you can, because those were the thoughts that I had before I took the class with Anna. I was sitting there looking at all of this stuff and going, I don't know what the F I'm doing with this. I just going to try not to stab myself and that'll be that. And I did. Well, it. And I try it simple. You know, I mean, I, I think that I have distilled it down to the three basic rules that if you follow my three basic rules, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But All right. Girl, don't stab yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to get through that whole class. I didn't finish my book, sure. but I managed to get through the whole class without stabbing myself. So I'm excited. All right, Anna, we are going to put a link to your email and all, all of 
the other good stuff in the show notes. And I would also, you're, I'm going to ask you to send me some pictures. Maybe we'll just share this video right on the website so everybody can just see this too. But we'll definitely have pictures of Anna's pieces. Those succulents are so damn cute. And all that. And you can't the tell them. Hmm? And you can't tell them. Yeah, right? <laughs> Anna, thank you so much for coming to spend this time with us in the Kindhearted Badass Show. It has been a pleasure, and I cannot wait to talk to you again. Yay! I'm so glad you asked me, Janine. We're going to have a, a great year in KHB. Hell yeah, we are. 2022, yeah. it's us. It's us. It's the year of the Kindhearted Badasses. <laughs> it is. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Get out there, keep moving forward, sprinkle kindness, and, you know, go check out Stab Things Into Existence. You can also find your inner creative. All right. Bye for now.